This is All India Radio in the program Spotlight. We now bring you a discussion on 87th Indian Air Force Day. The participants are Air Vice Marshal S.J. Nanodkar and Ajay Banerjee, journalist. Nanodkar said this is the 87th Air Force Day today. There are three very important aspects. First, that the Apache and Chinook first of the U.S. made helicopters which made a debut over India at the Hindian Air Base today in the morning. Second was that Abhinka Vanda Abhinandan Vartaman, the hero of the India Park air duel over Noshera on 27th of February, also flew past and was a huge cheer out there in the crowd. And thirdly, today in France, our Raksha Mantri Rajnathji is taking over the first of the Rafale from Dassault Aviation. So we will start off from the Rafale. How do you see the development of the Rafale? First, Rafale has been handed over to our Raksha Mantri today and he performed Ayut Puja and took over that aircraft from Dassault. I think it is one of the very significant milestone in the history of Indian Air Force that such wonderful platform is being inducted into the Air Force. The last induction that took place in somewhere in mid-90s in the form of Su-30s and after that this is the first fighter platform that is being inducted into the Air Force. It really gives a boost to, to overall operational capability of the Air Force in all spheres because this aircraft can perform from air defense operation to strike missions to maritime role up to nuclear strike role. So I think this platform has all encompassing capability and it can also play support roles in terms of EW that is electronic warfare and reconnaissance. So all in all it's a all encompassing fighter multi-role aircraft and huge capability with the weapon systems that we have purchased along with the platform. So you have been a fighter pilot yourself with the Indian Air Force. So the Rafale, as you talked about, is multiple capabilities. There is also talk of some missile called the Scalp, which is being put onto the Rafale. What is this missile and how does it change its role and how far can it hit? There are two significant weapon systems that have been spoken of whenever we talk of Rafale India-specific. That is Meteor, which is the long-range, beyond-visual-range missile. So that missile has a capability of hitting the air-to-air target beyond 150 kilometers. So there is nothing of that class available with any of our adversaries. So it's a huge capability in terms of air-to-air combat capability of platform. SCALP that you mentioned is a air-to-ground missile with a range of in excess of 300 kilometers with an accuracy of less than 3 meters. So it has a huge capability of destroying targets at such long ranges. It can take on targets like a concretized target to any command communication posts. Nanotka, sir, when you talk about air to ground, does it mean the same kind of missiles which were dropped over Balakot by our Mirage pilots? Is it the same type of missiles? That was a winged bomb in okay. layman term. It was a winged bomb. That means that bomb was gliding at a large distances and uh, it did not have its own propulsion. Whereas CALP has got its own propulsion. That is so why the longer range. That's right. So that is why this can be dropped from relatively lower altitudes and it can go up to very long ranges. That is the difference between the Spice 2000 that we dropped on Balakot and Scalp. And so the meteor which you talk about, air-to-air hit, that means when the air duel is taking place, a pilot like Vinkwan over Thaman will be able to take on an enemy target which is further away. Does that mean so? Absolutely. See, in this case, Vartaman had to chase that F-16 and fire from much closer ranges. And that is how his aircraft has got hit. So, whereas with Meteor, before the enemy can come firing ranges of their missiles, which they fired AM-120C, so 
that has a range of approximately 100 kilometers this is what we hear from the literature and if you see the meteor capability which is beyond 150 kilometers so we will have a advantage of good about 30 to 50 kilometers depending on the crossing speed those aircrafts have so since we are talking with the rufal this is publicly declared that we are going to have two squadrons one based at ambala and one based at hashimara in the east are these 36 planes enough because in the past former air chiefs have spoken about minimum of 70 to 80 more rafal type of aircraft what is the number we need now fact that initially air force had projected 126 aircraft requirements for mmrca that time rafal was not shortlisted so that means that much of shortage of this class of aircraft was existing in the air force and nothing has got added to the inventory of air force so definitely we need that 126 numbers of this class of aircraft to be inducted into the air force so we just 36 is not going to fill up the bin of the air force as per its requirement because if you know 42 squadrons are required we have come down to 30 and some of these bisons and mig 27s are going to get phased out and we are going to go down further and these two squadrons adding will not bring us back to the present number so we will definitely need more government has floated some idea of buying later version of lca which is homegrown but of course that will not replace the class of rafal anutkar sir please take us through say 20 years down the line do we need so many fighters because it's often a case being made out in foreign media that the armed drones are going to take over please give us a take how will armed drones fit into it and how many fighter jets squadrons do we need or will the armed drones not be needed or will they be needed what will be the balance armed drones can never ever replace a manned aircraft because ultimately no matter how much of ai you put into a system they it cannot at any stage replace human being now just to give you an example had armed drone been there in vartaman's place did it, it would have been very slow actually no not not question of uh, slow that apart but if i give mig without a pilot capability of being a drone the decision to continue despite adverse you know situation being developed had that drone taken a decision on its own to go ahead and shoot down that f16 the answer remains no so i think while from safety point of view from low cost probably point of view you can say that there are certain jobs that the manned platforms are doing today they can be given to unmanned vehicles but it cannot replace it definitely not so that means a kind of a balance which is some kind of roles can be given to the unmanned planes and not all the roles yes you can reduce the burden on the manned platform and you can be more critical specific jobs can be given to a manned platform where definitely some kind of decision making is absolutely necessary at every step sir i'll take you on to the next part of our program which is the two of the american helicopters the bache 64e and the chinook ch47 have been inducted in the indian air force in the past 6 months they made their public debut today over hinden what does this mean we have been using soviet or russian made helicopters for the heavy lift role that is the chinook and the attack role the meet me 25 and the me 35 how do you see the change in this we have shifted to an american platform first of all me 26 which was the heavy lift aircraft that we had we were very small in numbers that we were carrying all these years and of course those aircraft as i understand are going back for overall of me 26 aircraft are going back to russia for overall and three of them will be overhauled and brought back now notwithstanding that looking at our scenario wherein we have a huge requirement of troop transfer between valleys should there be a, a conflict in mountainous terrain and that we indian air force could never fulfill the demand from army 
and also subsequent logistics requirement in the hilly terrain. So Chinook is going to be uh, one of the backbones of uh, our war fighting capability build up in the mountainous terrain and also in deserts, wherein shifting of troops from in far-flung areas and shifting equipment because Chinook would be carrying underslung heavy loads. So I think it is one of the very important platform as far as Air Force's inventory goes. And Apache, of course, is sort of replacing the Russian platform that is Mi-35, which have really seen their life through. And probably Air Force will go in for one more overall of Mi-35. But if you see the requirement, it is much larger. And they were on cards for replacement, Mi-35, Mi-25. Mi-25, of course, have been phased out. So we were looking for a platform which has the capability not only in terms of attack helicopter or armed helicopter capability, but combine both with capability which is beyond that, which can take on air-to-air role also, along with long-range standoff capability in terms of ground attack with highly precision targeting requirement. And all these things are very nicely packed into Apache. And I think based on these designs, our own LCH and helicopters which will be produced within the country will have these kind of capability if we look at next 10 to 15 years time span. Sir, you spoke about inter-valley troop transfer. Please explain to our listeners, inter-valley troop transfer, would it mean a body of troops lifted from one Himalayan valley into the other because the road connectivity will take a few hours to take troops to the other valley? Does it mean that? Absolutely. As the war progresses, enemy tries to modify, re-modify their plans and try and inflict as much damage onto us as possible. Now, while doing so, if you see the mountainous areas on both sides, that is on the northwestern front and northeastern front, there is fair bit of disadvantage that we have because of the terrain, because of the infrastructure development that has taken place over a period of time. So therefore, some kind of advantage will be there with our enemy. And if we have to switch from one valley to other valley where the attack is progressing at much faster rate from enemy side than expected, then we will have to transfer some troops from one valley to other valley. And if we do that by road, it will take hours or maybe days and particularly the equipment support will come much later. So therefore, it is very important and essential to have a platform which can pick up vertically the load and transfer it to the other valley, I mean flying over the ridges. So that is what inter-valley troop transfer is and I think it is one of the most essential requirements in mountainous terrain war fighting. Sir, could you elaborate further the Apache 64E which is a the newest or the latest or rather the most photographed attack helicopter in the world because it was used in Afghanistan and also other places in Syria and Iraq. So the capability of the Apache 64E, they move with tank formations, they will be the flying tanks as we may call them. How does it operate on ground in tandem with the tank and facing the enemy? Yeah, when tank-to-tank battle takes place, there is always a requirement to soften the enemy, to strike the enemy where it hurts the most and also designate the enemy targets to our ground troops as well as to our other flying formations. So this is a platform which is all-encompassing as far as the contact battle of tank is concerned to be employed against the enemy. Now, when you actually look at it from the layman's point of view, because your line of sight when you are on the ground is limited, this platform, first of all, extends the commander's line of sight. Or yeah, because it is flying. Absolutely. So it extends the line of sight. It has the capability within 
the platform to engage those targets so before the tanks on the ground see their enemy this platform would have engaged them once it damages or once it disrupts the enemy's movement it becomes that much more easier for our own troops to run over or run through sir i'll take you to the the third part of our program that is the air force day parade today over the hindenay base 20 kilometers east of delhi wing commander abhinandan vrtaman flew omic 21 or led the mig 21 fly past there were four or five pilots who were part of the balakot strikes they all were flying today what does this convey on the air force day today see first of all all our pilots are safe and sound all our pilots who took part in that particular operation are flying today their own machines and abhinandan leading the bison formation today was proof of the pudding nine squadron which participated from gwalior mirage 2000 all the pilots who participated in the strike they all flew today in mirage formation wing commander tamaskar the jaguar pilot from 14 squadron the ceo of 14 squadron he flew the jaguar formation so each and every pilot who was leading their formation in balakot operation were flying today and they were leading their formation yeah actually it was a very emotional moment today at hindun when wing commander vinandan flew over there was a huge cheer in the crowd thank you for speaking to us my pleasure you were listening to a discussion on 87th indian air force day the participants were air vice marshal sj nanodkar and ajay banerji journalist This program was produced and presented by the News Services Division of All India Radio. This program is also available on our website newsonair.com. You may email your opinion about this program at airnsdtalks@gmail.com. You can also follow us on the News on AIR app for updates.